The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. The longtime owner of the Swannanoa Palace on the Afton Mountain property has died. Phil Delaney was dealing with various health issues, including heart disease and diabetes, according to the Daily Progress. He was 72 years old. He operated multiple businesses, including Charlottesville Oil and Charlottesville Realty Corporation. Many had criticized Delaney for the disrepair the palace was in. A funeral service for Delaney will be held at 3 p.m. on Sunday at the Kaufman Funeral Home Chapel in Stanton. Acting Richmond Police Chief Rick Edwards said yesterday that job applications to the department increased 74 percent during the first six months of 2023 compared to the same period last year. Staffing shortages have plagued the department for years. Edwards, who will officially take over as police chief Monday, previously told city council that the department was short about 150 officers. Fully staffed, the department would have 750. Council approved raises for sworn officers in its budget for fiscal years 2023 and 2024 in hopes of attracting more applicants. We can have the best tactics and best training and best plans for our crime prevention and everything else, but we still need that manpower and we're still building our agency back. As a result, RPD has relied on overtime, costing the department about $2 million during the first three months of this year. State coffers ended fiscal year 2023 with about $3 billion more than predicted based on early data. But general fund revenue was down about 3.5 percent, according to a press release from the governor's office. It was forecast to be down 14 percent. This past year, more money was collected through sales tax, payroll withholdings, and corporate income tax. Governor Glenn Youngkin said education, mental health, and law enforcement would be adequately funded as a result. Additional information will be made public next month when the governor addresses a state finance committee. Virginians are still making sense of new model policies for transgender students that the Department of Education published this week. Advocacy groups say the policies could hurt trans and non-binary students in practice. But, as Whitney Evans with VPM News reports, conservative groups call it a win for the rights of parents to be involved in their child's upbringing. Icarus Landacre graduated last spring from Princess Anne High School in Virginia Beach. They first came out as non-binary to an English teacher who was supportive. In fact, Landacre says the whole school was a great, safe place for a student to explore their gender identity. I will admit my parents were not fully accepting, but they've become more accepting and they are starting to turn that corner. They described feeling a bolt of fear when they learned of Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration proposing model policies back in 2022. Thousands of public comments poured in with a majority opposed to the changes. Landacre's big concern was that staff would be encouraged to out classmates to parents who may not be supportive. The hardest thing is having your friend come to you in tears because someone that is supposed to love them uh, has spewed just hate at them. Landacre joined a group of students who walked out of school in protest. They also attended school board meetings to voice concerns. 
it is telling transgender students to be anybody except themselves during a time when they are supposed to be exploring who they are and who they could be. Since last year, Governor Glenn Youngkin has worked to abandon the state's previous policies for trans students in public schools adopted in 2021 under then-Governor Ralph Northam. Those policies encourage schools to support and affirm trans and non-gender conforming students. Kate Anderson is an attorney at Alliance Defending Freedom and director of its Center for Parental Rights. ADF supports the new policies. This is really about parents being able to be the ones to walk through this issue with their kids on an individual basis and decide what's best for them, whatever that is. Anderson says her biggest concern is that parents are losing their rights and responsibilities over their child's upbringing. You have too many schools across the country who are hiding information from parents, lying to parents about how their children are identifying at school. Anderson says the new policies do protect students from abuse at home. An existing state law passed more than a decade ago requires exceptions for students in some circumstances. The rules certainly discuss and respect the fact that teachers are mandatory reporters and that schools do need to take steps if they believe that there is actual abuse happening in the home. While the new policies allow school staff to use a student's preferred pronouns with parents' permission, it's not required. Anderson says that is a teacher's right to free speech and not discrimination. There's a lawsuit before the Virginia Supreme Court right now examining whether a Northern Virginia teacher's free speech rights were violated when he refused to address a student by their preferred pronoun. Shannon McKay with the organization He, She, Z, and We was one of the stakeholders that helped write the 2021 model policies under Northam. One of the most horrible things, I think, is to allow teachers to disregard the wishes of both parents and students about what name and pronouns should be used in the classroom. McKay says these policies, unlike what the governor says, are not honoring parents of trans and non-binary students. This is going to fool a lot of people into thinking that this is a good thing. VPM reached out to the Virginia Department of Education and the governor's office with a list of questions to clarify the new policies, including whether schools will be required to implement them. For more details about the responses we received, head over to our website, vpm.org, to look at the online version of this story. Whitney Evans, VPM News. This week, U.S. Senator Tim Kaine has reintroduced the PREP Act, designed to help address teacher shortages, especially in rural areas. The legislation aims to make sure there are enough teachers and principals with the right skills and tools to help prepare students for after graduation. Federal funding would be used to attract diverse teaching candidates, as well as pay for trainings. The latest report from the Virginia Department of Education shows that there were thousands of unfilled positions across the Commonwealth for most of the recent school year. Richmond Public Schools' free summer meal program came to an end Thursday. But as VPM News intern Sterling Barbett reports, there are other options to keep children and families fed. RPS provides breakfast and lunch for children, even those who are not enrolled within the school system, and adults can eat for a small fee. Shannon Ebron is the School Nutrition Services Director. Sometimes our school meals are the only meals that our students eat. We want to make it available to our community and accessible by walking. Residents can also visit the food ministry at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church year-round. It also hosts a free Sunday supper and a farmer's market. Anna Jones is the market manager. When someone is experiencing food insecurity, it's never just that. Maybe they've just lost a job or they have high child care costs or something like that. Another option is through the city's Department of Parks and Recreation. Their summer food service program runs until August 18th. Sterling Barbett, VPM News.
This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.